Hello, my name is Leanne. I am with the Women's Major Group, and we are welcoming our audience to the Feminist Want System Change podcast. Right next to me is a very dear and special friend who I have known in the feminist movement, and we are going to hear her introduce herself. I'm Helen Hakena from Leitananihan Women's Development Agency, Bougainville, Papua New Guinea. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Helen. Can you tell us more about what your organization does? Leitan Anihan Women's Development Agency provides counseling for victims of all forms of gender-based violence. Uh, and uh, we also uh, mobilize communities. We are building communities, particularly to uh, eliminate gender-based violence. We need to mobilize communities in order for them to be aware and to speak out against all the violence that is affecting our people in Bougainville. Great. Thank you so much, Helen, for joining us. Um, and the first question I'm going to ask is, as a feminist in, in Bougainville, Papua New Guinea, what makes you angry? What are the issues that your community is facing that really give you rage? I'm really at rage right now because of militarism. A lot of guns and a lot of young people who have held guns have not given up arms. You know, so with arms or guns in the hands of uh, individuals, it causes a lot of fear and it creates a lot of violence for the women. And the women are not free to come up with their own decisions or they are not free to walk the streets in the evening as they used to. So I'm so mad that guns have not been collected by the United Nations and guns have not been given up before our referendum vote, which began on the 23rd of November last week. And, and so we'll talk about the referendum vote later, but I just wanted to take a step back and, and, and teach the audience because they might not know the situation in Papua New Guinea or Bougainville. They might not know that Papua New Guinea is actually under an occupation right now. Can you tell us more about militarization in your community? When you talk about these young boys or men having guns, who are they and why are they carrying guns in your community? Like 20 years ago, Bougainville had a conflict we fought with the government of Papua New Guinea. Our rebels, the Bougainville Revolutionary Army, were young men of Bougainville who took up arms because we were not uh, receiving the profits of the Bougainville copper mine. Everything was going to Papua New Guinea mainland. So our young people took up arms to fight with the Papua New Guinea Defense Force. So even though there is a peace right now in, in Bougainville and the United Nations uh, 10 years ago collected guns. There are still many guns in the communities. And with these young people, they have not uh, known what it was like before the Bougainville crisis. They have grown up uh, living in a conflict with guns in their hands. And they all they know is, you know, committing atrocities, you know, using guns. They know nothing about peaceful means of settling disputes. So that is why I'm so mad. Militarization, it means that all these young people, their attitudes and their behaviors have not been changed, even though we are in the peace building processes now. Mm. So there was a moment when, when a form of struggle was taking up was taking up arms and that was needed but now that there is peace those arms are being phased out but how come those guns even though you said the united nations came and took those guns away how come they're still around what what still persists it's the guns are still around because with a gun in the hands of um a young person who has no skills that is authority that is, that is power uh for him you know to gain access to services or to gain access to economic development or whatever there is to, to be accessed. 
So it means authority for them. They can get what they want when a gun is in their hands. Right. So the, now these young people are, are becoming authoritative figures because now they're using guns as a, as a form of their power, which manifests into violence. And then can you talk about the, the government and, and their militarization? Because I'm sure they're trying to keep things safe. So they come with their guns. Yes, the, the government is, is working. But within the government, there are people who have been in the Bougainville Revolutionary Army as well. Like they, they still have blood on their hands. They have not reconciled with the, the people that they have hurt. So with guns in the hands of these people, it means they are safe from those they have uh, uh, inflicted pain on. You know. But those guns, it's over 20 years now. Those guns need to be collected. Or if they are not collected, there should be uh, gun-free zones created by our government so that guns are not taken to places like the schools, to the markets, to the shops, or to the church, or in the villages as well, where the women and the children are. Because with one gun in the community, everybody is scared. Decisions cannot be made because people are not free in their mindset to come up with their own ideas or views about development or whatever they, they want to make decisions on. Mm, wow, thank you for sharing that. And, and then going back to the referendum you, you talked about, can you tell us more about it? And is that referendum giving you hope? And if not, what are other things giving you hope? Yes, on the 23rd of November, last week, our people went into the polls and they are still voting right now while we are talking. It gives me hope because then Bougainvilleans will be free, uh, will determine their own destiny, and maybe then our young people can give up guns because for them, they still hold on to the guns because they don't know whether Papua New Guinea will ratify the outcome of our referendum vote. And what are they voting for? Can you break down what is this referendum about? We've got two options that we are voting on. First is the highest autonomy to remain with Papua New Guinea. And the second option is independence, to be free, to be an independent nation, to run our own affairs. Mm. And, and where do you fall into that position? How are you feeling about this referendum? I feel really happy. I'm very, very happy that the opportunity has come for us Bougainvilleans to vote, to choose our own future, to be free at last because as a young girl, I grew up witnessing uh, uh, the military. In the 60s, I witnessed our people talking about referendum being free from Papua New Guinea because of our uh, identity. We are so unique. We are almost like the Solomons. We are dark in skin color. So we are so different from the rest of Papua New Guinea. And it gives me hope because I think a small island nation, like we are much bigger than some of the island nations in the Pacific. We've got over 300,000 people in our population in Bougainville. So I think at last we can manage our own affairs and we can control. A small nation can easily be controlled. A small nation can easily be managed. And resources on our islands, we've got mining, we've got oil, we've got fisheries. So we've got potential for tourism we can easily manage whatever resources we have to run our own country. Right. And, and with independence, like you said, you'll be able to manage your own resources to be able to develop your own um, country and community and economy. Thank you so much for sharing what's your hope. And, and besides the action, 
of voting. What other actions are you and your organization doing to, to combat the militarization? We continue to carry out awareness campaigns. We are working with young people, particularly youth, using sports as a way of gaining, you know, entry into the, the young people's uh, area. You know, they, they've got their own spaces. So we use sports as one entry, and we use the churches network as a means of entry into the communities because Bougainville is made up of so many churches and people are Christians. So people know they've got, they are more organized around their churches than around the government. So we still carry out awareness on gender-based violence, eliminating violence against women, and providing counseling for our people, particularly the women and girls who have been impacted negatively by violence against women. So this, these are what we are doing. But particularly now at this time, we, we are helping our government to carry out awareness about referendum and how the people's rights need to be respected and how the outcome of the referendum needs to be respected by the government of Papua New Guinea or by our own people as well. Mm. And, and going back to the referendum and, and the option to be able to self-determine your own country and, and, and your economy, how does this impact women and girls and women of all diversities? It impacts them so much because they don't know what the outcome will be, what the outcome will be. And that is uh, like there's a lot of anxiety, anxiety. They don't know whether it will be peaceful or whether there will be violence, it impacts on our lifestyle, daily lifestyle, because we don't know what the outcome will be. So we are telling the women and the communities using the media to tell them, please respect whatever outcome. If the outcome is for option, one highest autonomy, respect that as well, because it's the people's choice. Or if the outcome is about independence and 100% of the people voted for independence, it has to be uh, respected as well by the government of Papua New Guinea, and that needs to be ratified. Because we know if 100% people voted for independence, that will give our government, the autonomous Bougainville government, the confidence to negotiate with Papua New Guinea government. Wow, so impactful and, and so much on the line for everyone in, in Bougainville and particularly women. And then just taking a step out of Bougainville and talking about Papua New Guinea, can you talk to me about the militarization and the violence that Papua New Guineans face? Papua New Guinea faces a lot of problems, gender-based violence, sorcery-related violence. Women are targeted, they are killed, they are burned, they are murdered. All these things are happening in Papua New Guinea. And you cannot walk the streets of Papua New Guinea in, in the night. Like in Bougainville, we can still walk, you know, on our beaches, it's still okay. Like it's militarized society, but there is respect, maybe because of our uh, uniqueness in our matrilineal culture where women are respected. Even though there is rape, it's not like uh, in the rest of Papua New Guinea. It's so much different because there are so many different communities living in the big townships of all over Papua New Guinea. Mm. Okay, and then Helen, just as our last question, what is your favorite feminist quote or saying that you want to share with our audience? Any words that, that really help you or get you excited to continue to, to do the work, this hard, rough work that we're doing? Be strong, know your issue, move forward, never turn back. Great. Thank you so much, Helen, for joining us.